Side Hustle Show 113, earning three to $4,000 per month on Kindle in just six months as a professional author. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 113, where you're going to hear from self-publishing pro Lise Cartwright on how she's built up her income from author royalties on Kindle books in a very short period of time and what you can do to replicate her success. Lise is awesome. You're going to love her. All the notes and highlights along with her top self-publishing tips uh, from the conversation are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash 113 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. And with that, let's get right into it. So Lise Cartwright is somebody who I originally connected with, I believe, through Pat Flynn's uh, Facebook group, the, the author Facebook group. And kind of, uh, you, you know, I don't want to say an overnight success, but you burst onto the scene and six months later, you've got uh, a dozen books, more than a dozen books out and uh, are doing really well in the, in the Kindle space. So this is always exciting to see the, uh, you know, these kind of success stories. So, but my understanding is you, you got your start as a, as a writer, a freelance writer. And so mm-hmm. The Kindle stuff was a logical next step, but we'll like let's dive into the freelancing stuff first because I think that's a great place to to start. Being a full time freelance writer since June two thousand and twelve, and I sort of started out on Odesk and Elance, um, just writing. And I probably should preface that and that you know I got all my training as it were from Location Rebel. So I did. I joined Location Rebel, learned all about uh, SEO writing. And decided that that was the path that I would take. I had no previous experience as a writer. Um, I was working in a not-for-profit organization in an admin role. So writing was something that I did, but it wasn't something that I'd considered ever sort of going down the path of doing. The location rebel is Sean Ogle's Ogle. site. SeanOgle.com. SeanOgle.com, that's right. Location 180 is his blog. Um, so yeah, so I, I sort of just sort of jumped straight into that and had no real direction or thought other than I wanted to get out of the job that I was in at the time. Um, I'd been probably with the company coming up three years and just nothing was happening. It's just the same old, same old, basically. You know, I was 30, now I'm going to sound old, I was 30 one when I started with the company and you know so I've been working for for a long time and always sort of in admin roles and just really struggling with thinking you know is this all there is you know is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life those are some those are some scary questions yeah and and not feeling overly great about the answer I was getting like I just it just made me feel fairly sick to my stomach so which is how I kind of found Location Rebel. I was, you know, I joined, I don't know how many newsletters and I don't even know how I came across Location Rebel. Um, but I just remember seeing a newsletter come through. Sean had just launched Location Rebel, so it was fairly early on. Um, and I joined and I loved what I found inside. You know, he's got a whole bunch of blueprints that basically step you through a, a different type of online business. So 
as soon as I sort of went through the SEO writing, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can do this. And so I just jumped on Odesk. I didn't have any real um, plan or anything like that and um, just started working with clients on there, you know, doing random things like, you know, SEO articles, building mini WordPress sites, which is really nothing to do with SEO writing. But, you know, people, clients were kind of reaching out to me saying, can you do this? And I would pretty much say yes to everything. Okay. okay. Um, And then Google it later if I didn't know how to do it. Well, what's your uh, what's your take on this? Because you know, Elance Odesk kind of gets a bad rap for being like a, a race to the bottom on price, and it can be a really competitive marketplace. So, how did you how do you kind of get those first bids? Yeah, so it was interesting. I guess coming coming onto Odesk, I had no preconceived ideas about it at all. I'd never heard about it until I joined Location Rebel. So. I didn't know that it was competitive. I, you know, I didn't have any of that um, kind of introduction to it. So that's probably I better. Just, uh, yeah, I think it was because so I just when I did my profile, I made sure that it was optimized for my keywords, so for what I was wanting to be found for, so SEO writing, blog writing, that sort of stuff. So I made sure that all my sort of skills were aligned in that way, and I did all the tests that I possibly could to support that. And then in my sort of overview area, I focused on the client rather than talking about myself. So I focused on what the client would be looking for more so than saying, I've done this, I've done that. Um, and it seems to have made a difference because sort of three months into being on Odesk, I was starting to get invited to jobs. I wasn't necessarily applying for them. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so the, I think the key for sites like Odesk and Elance is that initially you have to take low paying, you know, the low hanging fruit because you have no rating on that site. So regardless of the experience that you have outside of a place like that, the client doesn't know you from a bar of soap. So how, how can they have any idea that you can do what you can do? You have to prove yourself. It's like when you start a new job, you have to go, you know, you've got to go through that process. You start on a lower pay and your pay increases through proving your skills. So it's very similar in that regard, but it's a much quicker path. So I found um, on Odesk, the first sort of three jobs were really like low, low price, like $5 for a 500-word article um, type thing. And then I just thought, okay, I've got enough. I've got some ratings on here. How am I going to increase this? How am I going to start earning some actual real money? I can't leave my job. (laughs) earning $5 type thing. So I just started searching for higher paying jobs. So I didn't, in the keyword search, rather than typing in SEO writing, I would type in $500 or I would type in $1,000 and it would bring up all the jobs that were offering $500 or $1,000 and then I filtered by you know, writing, copywriting. Oh, that wow. Sort of thing. This is a good hack. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> so so from the from the contractor side, from the freelancer mm-hmm. side, there's a, and it's just the, the regular old search bar or? Regular old search bar. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because I just thought, well, so how, how do I find these people? And I didn't want to spend hours searching through all the SEO writing stuff. So that's how I did it. I just spent, okay, I want to be paid this amount this month. So I want to look for the clients that are paying at least $500. And that's how I started to make some fairly good money on Odesk. So 
I solely worked on Odesk probably for 10 months and built up my client base. So my aim at so once that sort of started happening, my aim was to at least replace half of my um, current income. So that, basically to cover my bills because my fiance at the time, he had a full-time job and he was really happy doing what he was doing. So that's what I did. I, I 10 months later quit my job because I'd hit the um, half sort of halfway mark in terms of what I was earning full time. And I had a, a couple of ongoing clients and yeah, that's kind of, that's how I started freelance writing full time. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, to, yeah. to go from having never done this before to I'm quitting my job in 10 months. <laughs> and, I, and like you said, Hey, it hadn't replaced my full you know, my full salary, but it was enough to cover my expenses. And so all of a sudden now the whole world opens up to you and you get, and you free up an extra 40 hours a week to, to grow the thing. That's exactly right. Cause you do kind of get to a point when you're doing it, you know, when you're working on your side hustle, when you're doing anything on the side, if, if this is what you want to do, like if you want to get out of your job, if you want to just continue working your job and doing something on the side, then that's perfectly fine. But for me, I was that whole question, is this all there is, was always running through the back of my mind. And I thought, there, this seems to be a better way. I can, I'm in control of what I'm earning, not my boss, because I could see how I could increase my earnings. I would just apply for more jobs. So that's literally what, what you would do. So it got to a point where I couldn't, you know, physically do more, any more work without it encroaching on my full-time job. And I, and I didn't want to burn any bridges or anything like that. So for me, it was that it was the logical decision to, for me to be able to go, okay, if I'm going to really give this a shot, I need to go all in and go full-time. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. That's cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, I, so I don't know too much about the Location uh, Location mm-hmm. Rebel program, but I've, I've read some of Sean's posts, which are excellent, by the way, like very, very detailed case study type of blog posts over there uh, in most cases. But one of the things he's like, to, to follow this formula, right? Like, look, your first mm-hmm. step is to freelance, is to sell a service. And mm-hmm. then the next step is sounds like what you're doing is turning that experience into some sort of product and you've done that mm-hmm. with kindle books mm-hmm. exactly um i don't know if there's a step three or what you know what step three, yeah, domination so, <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly right you got it right there nick <laughs> um there has to be you know you get to sort of a, a point when you're doing a freelancing skill where you're kind of like okay what's the scale like what what's next because you can be a freelance writer forever but you're still trading time for dollars and while you're not, um, you don't have a boss over your head, you've still got clients. So for me, it was, I was starting to feel a little uneasy again, where I was just kind of like, is this all there is? I don't, I don't know if I want to be just working with clients all the time. I don't know if I want someone saying that they want this now. Um, so there's a, I mean, there's way more flexibility freelancing, but I wanted to move it up a notch. And um, so that's when I started looking at some other ways that I could um, convert the writing skills that I had into something else. And I came across Steve Scott's um, website, um, the stevescottsite.com. Mm-hmm. And I started reading about what he was doing with Kindle books. And I was like, wow, I've never even thought about writing a book because up until that point, I hadn't really ever downloaded an ebook. Um, I'd always just purchase books off Amazon. I hadn't 
you know, um, even thought about the Kindle side of things. What, was any uh, of the writing you were doing, was it like ghost writing for, for other no, people? Yeah. It was all just Not, uh, like kind of blog post stuff? Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I'd done ghost, ghost writing for blogs and stuff like that, but no um, book writing at all. So I hadn't, hadn't even sort of really registered um, that that was even an avenue until I found Steve's site. And, and this, is just, in, this is 2014? Uh, no, this would have been late 2013. Okay. So late late 2013, I started sort of reading about it and thinking, okay, well, I think this is something that I want to give it a go. So I spent probably a good six months just consuming information and learning. And I was just about to kind of step out into it when I came across um, Chandler and James's course, um, Self-Publishing School. And it was exactly what I needed uh, because – I know, you know, you know a lot of stuff. Like when, when someone starts asking you questions, you, you find that you know more than you probably think you do. But for me, I just didn't, I was missing the steps. Like I didn't, I just wasn't sure where, what came first or where to put this and how to kind of even structure a book. Like it was just uh, really foreign to me. So It's a bigger, a little bit more daunting of an of yeah. assignment than oh, about a thousand <laughs> words on topic exactly. XYZ. It's, um, it's, it, to me, I had really just, I was just kind of like, how do you even structure a book? Like, how do you even figure out what the chapters are going to be? Like, it was just, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. So when self-publishing school came along, it just, it made sense to me. I was just like, this is exactly um, what I want to do. So when it's I gutsy, started, It's a pretty gutsy investment at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. It, I went with the master, which is, you know, 3K. It's not um, not a light investment. Yeah. And um, to sort of preface that, we got married um, in February 2014. So Congratulations. Thank you. Past one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. And so we were still paying off our wedding. So I had to have a, um, a frank conversation with my husband. It was just like, so this course has come along. I really want to do it, but it's three thousand uh, dollars. So I, you know, my husband's awesome, and he was just like, "If you really feel that this is something that you want to do, then do it. Just we'll figure it out later." And that's exactly what I did. So got into self-publishing school, and just I, I had initially had an idea for for a book, and kind of had something fleshed out. And when I spoke to Chandler about it, his recommendation was to just start fresh. So I started with no list. I just sat down and went, okay. So he didn't like your first book idea? No, he didn't. Oh, well, yeah. What was it? What was it about? <laughs> it was it was something that I had already sort of had written that I had was planning to sort of revamp. Okay. Um, and it it's it is it's published on um, Amazon now, and I've reworded it. But at the time, it was a guide to freelance writing on Odesk. And I've okay. since reworked it. Um, and so the reason, his reasoning behind that was it wasn't necessary that he didn't like the idea. He said, you know, it's a really niche topic, which it is. And when I did the initial sort of keyword search and stuff like that on Amazon, there are not many people looking for Odesk freelance writing information very, on Amazon. Very, very specific. Okay. Very, yeah, it was a very, very specific niche. And he said, look, why don't you just start fresh? You'll you'll learn a lot more from the process if you do that. So I did. I took his guidance. He was my coach. So I said, I'm just whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. So that's what I did. So I start. Yeah, I so I started fresh. I just I had no idea what I was going to write at that stage. So I sat down and um, just wrote a list of ideas and things I was dealing with at the time and problems and 
one kind of stuck out um, more than others, and that was around um, I'm not a gym person. I, I actually despise going to the gym, and I've had some fairly horror stories at the gym. So, but I, I, I also know that to live a good life, you still have to keep fit regardless of anything else. So, I was also struggling with time. Like I didn't, I really felt like exercising just ate into the things that other things that I wanted to do because I didn't enjoy it. So I was looking for a solution to exercising and getting the most done in a short period of time without going to the gym, without having to spend a ton of money on exercise equipment, um, you know, just something that I could do in under 30 minutes a day. So I started doing some research okay. and, and you know, went on Amazon, did sort of keyword research and that sort of stuff. And that's how I came up with my No Gym Needed book. So, um yeah, I went through the um, the whole process fairly quickly. Wrote the first book in three weeks. Uh, did and just launched. Yeah, the whole process was fairly quick. In self publishing school, they normally give you about four to five weeks to write a book, which is really fast too. Um, but I found that when I started sitting down and writing, actually just sitting down and writing, it, it came a lot faster. And you know, I can generally pump out. Um, 1,500 to 2,000 words an hour. I've been typing for a long time, so. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. That's like, I mean, I, I feel like I could physically type that fast, maybe, but, you know, it's like, you know, coming up with the ideas and everything. And so, so how long was the, the first um, so uh, No Gym Needed book? I think it was around 30 to 35,000 words. It was- oh, my gosh. That's a, that's a <laughs> tome. <laughs> Yeah, in, in terms of yeah, Kindle books, like that's um, big. So that yeah, so that's the first book, and I just really wanted to get through the process quickly because I wanted to start the next book. I become became fairly addicted to the actual writing process, and what I found that that Chandler and James taught was the whole to mind map the book, you know, the whole idea to sort of really flesh it out, and I you know I spent a couple of days doing that, and then to sort of semi outline the book, um, and I found that. By doing that, it made writing the book so much easier because it was literally like having a blog schedule or a blog calendar of titles and then just sitting down and writing them. So I would just basically look at my outline and go, okay, well, this this chapter is about this and sit down and just write. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com host. Once again, that's airbnb.com host. It's interesting that he took you from, you know, the super niche, like how to, uh, how, how to find some success on Odesk to like the fitness market, which has got to be like the most broad competitive. Now you picked a, a good sub niche within it of saying, I know, um, you know, gym, gym free exercises and stuff. Um, tell me, tell me about the launch with, with no, with no list, no audience. Your, your first so time off. We there. did a pre-release, um, sort of, you know, where I, set up a landing page to collect email addresses. I did a free launch. So it was a pre-release list, you know, basically get this book for free, sign up here. So I did that and I got a massive 30 people sign up for that. (laughs) My friends and family basically. And so I didn't do any paid advertising um, or anything like that for the pre-release. So I had a week pre-launch. I didn't do anything major. Submitted submitted to, you know, over 80 um, free submission sites because I was doing a free launch, um, submitted to all the free Facebook groups every day, um, shared on social media. So I think w- the first book probably did as well as it did. Um, it hit bestseller in both the categories that it was in within sort of three or four days of launching. And I think it did so well because a lot of my friends and family were pretty invested in it. Like I was sharing daily what I was doing and um, saying, yo, the book's it's climbing through the free charts. And I think it got to 35 in the free store in the entire store. In the entire store. That's, that's up there. You're seeing some numbers in the, in the several thousands of downloads a day. Yeah, I did. I think the, um, in the, I had it free for three and a half days and it was over 7,000 downloads in, in that time. So, so then I switched it straight to 99 cents um, and left it at that for a week. And yeah, it's just, it has stayed number one in the aerobics category ever since then. So for six months, it's so, yeah. Oh my gosh, really? Still six it's months still later? Six months later, it's still just hang, it's just done so well. And now it's uh, it's two ninety nine now or three ninety nine? Three ninety nine. It might even be four ninety nine. It's, I kind of switch, oh. yeah, I switch between the prices. Um, I'm just sort of testing it at the moment to see um, where that price point sort of fits. Um, so, yeah, so that's still, you know, and so in my first month I earned 800 US dollars just from that one book and I was just like, this is scalable. Like I really, it just really clicked. Um, so then I released the male version and it, it did the same. It went to um, – number one bestseller in the men's health category. Um, that hasn't stayed as much, and I suspect it's more to do with the fact that I'm a female writing 
to men. <laughs> I know you got to. You could have been. Um, I'm trying to think of a men's yes. name that starts with L. Like <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Why am I blanking on Larry? Larry, yes. exactly. So um, it did really well initially, and but it has definitely. I mean, it's still not doing badly. It still sells five to ten copies a day, but the. Yeah, in comparison, the no gym needed, the female version sells, you know, 20 to 30 copies a day. So, um, this, yeah, quite a big difference between the two. But, yeah, so, and I've just built the list from there. I, I give away an action guide in both books that gives them access to four um, sort of different exercise programs and the 14-day challenge and just, you know, some hacks and tips and strategies. So people sign up for that um, to get on the email list. And so it's just slowly been building since that time. So I'm, I'm about to hit a thousand just in, in that um, between those two books, which is, and I haven't done any marketing around either of them. Um, they just consistently sell now. So yeah, so it's just been crazy. And so from there, I just went, okay, so let's sit down and work out how I'm going to approach this. And, you know, so I put my my business hat on, I went, okay, what is my next step? How am I going to build a book business? So then I sort of started going back to what Steve Scott had done. You know, he, he's very much a catalog business. So I thought, yep, that makes complete sense. And so mm-hmm. the next book I wrote was the Side Hustle Blueprint. So I did Side Hustle Blueprint, um, which is book one, which is all about, you know, how to start a side hustle. And then the next one I did, I love it. Love it. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that really hit a note. Um, that is also, so between No Gym Needed and the Side Hustle Blueprint, those two are my biggest sellers um, across all of the books that I have. Um, and then I also did um, Side Hustle Blueprint. So the first one was all about starting a side hustle and the next one is, was about starting a side hustle as a freelance writer and, you know, ghostwriting and, and writing books. So um, that also does really, really well. So I, I've got... I've sort of sat down and mapped out across the series that I have, you know, sort of I've got 30 books mapped out across um, the three series that I have to sort of um, just sort of build on that. So, yeah, and it's just been crazy from publishing September through to now. Um, I'm making three to four, you know, I have no problem um, disclosing sort of three to four K a month um, in such a short period of time is just, I, it's just gone up every month, literally from September. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's so awesome. And so I should clarify the three, uh, the three different series, Mm -hmm. uh, the no gym needed. That was the first Mm -hmm. one. And then side hustle blueprint. Mm -hmm. And so there's, um, two or three titles in there. So far two titles in that one. And then outsourced freelancing success. Mm -hmm. And there's seven, seven in that series. (laughs) Yeah. So just kind of like following the Steve Scott model like, Hey, it's a portfolio Mm -hmm. business. I'm going to keep, um, keep plugging away Mm -hmm. at these things but it sounds you know what i've found is you know i have some titles that kind of continue to make sales Mm -hmm. but over time you know so you make a big splash at the launch and then there's kind of this long slow death (laughs) and but but by continually pumping out new work you can kind of breathe new life and then it lifts Mm -hmm. it lifts everything up it does yep this is pretty cool stuff. What would, what would you recommend for people like when you release a, a new book every two weeks or whatever? <laughs> if you're starting to think about doing, doing books and looking at it from a business perspective, there's things that you have to do. So it's all like book maintenance. So it's you don't just publish a book and then leave it alone. Like you still have to maintain it, just like you have to maintain a website. You have to do the same thing with books. So 
every month I have like a standing um, to-do item in my to-do list that I, where I go and look at all the books. So I look at the keywords to make sure that it's still ranking um, on in the top five or on the top is in the first page of a um, Amazon search for for the keywords that I've got there. Uh, I'll also make sure that it's still sitting in in the categories, um, and if it needs to change the categories, if I if if you can change them, sometimes your books are fairly like my outsource freelancing success books. I probably won't be really able to really change the categories that much, and then just sort of optimizing your um, book description um, and just seeing where that all sort of sits. So I do that on a monthly basis, but then I also send traffic to the books too. So I'm every month. Um, whether it's through a blog post or um, I do something on Twitter or I put something up on Facebook, I'm always sending traffic to the books. And every month I run some type of promotional event around the books. So once you sort of get a catalog of books like this, I've got like 13 books. So I can literally put one of those books on sale every month. And by doing that, it brings – all the other books up as well. Like, you know, it, that's what I love about Amazon. They promote a lot for you. So I my um, Amazon account is under my maiden name, but all my books are under my married name. So Amazon hasn't made the connection that I'm one and the same person. So if I've been looking at my books and I, ha- and I haven't bought them, I'll get an email within two or three hours from Amazon promoting my books to me. Mm. Saying, oh, we, we thought you might like this. <laughs> so... I know that Amazon is doing that sort of stuff. And then when you start connecting um, and then you've got, you've set up your author central profile and you connect all your books together, you know, and the customers also bought, it just automatically shows, you know, if someone's bought No Gym Needed, it'll show up some of my side hustle blueprint books. It'll show up some of my OFS books. So all these things Amazon does to help you anyway. Um, and you help yourself by making sure you send traffic to to your books, you know, if, at least once or twice a month. So it's kind of my, how I sort of maintain the books and and sort of keep them up there. There are some books that will just do better than others. Like obviously anything that goes into the health, fitness, and dieting niche, it doesn't take a lot. You know, my no gym needed the female version has just it's just stayed there, and I haven't really done a lot to it other than tweaking keywords. Um, I've left. I don't touch the categories because I'm like, as long as it's number one, I'm not. I'm not going to move those. So. I just tweak the keywords. Like I have about um, a list of sort of 20 keywords that I rotate it around. So you're rotating those through the KDP back end, like in those like the seven keyword tags or whatever you're allowed to? So the seven keyword tags. So every time I update those, I update the book description to match those keywords. So it has, you know, you don't want to, you know, I'm not saying you keyword stuff your book description, but if you're changing your keywords in the back end, some of those keywords need to be in your book description. It, does, it helps with SEO. So where it makes sense to, I just replace a keyword with an, a new keyword in the book description as well. So all those, you know, those are all little tweaks um, that actually make a difference. It's interesting stuff on the keywords because I never mm-hmm. have gotten too, too like mm-hmm. in-depth into it. But Nick Stevenson uh, from a couple months mm-hmm. ago said said the same thing. Like I made, yeah. he had this whole like uh, fiction thriller series mm-hmm. and then I tweaked, you know, a handful of keywords. All of a sudden, like, oh, I doubled my exposure, doubled my revenue from it. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, maybe I should go back and 
uh, and take a look at some of this stuff. The the cover on this book is is beautiful. Is this a ninety nine designs thing, or did you how did you make it the cover? Which which one? I'm on no gym needed. When the first cover is done through South Publishing School, so her name's Ida Sovereignson. She, as part of the master's um, package deal, did the cover um, that was included in the price. Oh, cool. She's fantastic. Um, and then all my sort of my covers since then, um, I've paid for um, a designer, and now I have a designer um, that I solely use who did all the OFS books, um, who is also a writer. Um, his name's Steve Windsor. And so he does all, all my covers now. He's brilliant. But, yeah, so, no, I've never paid for a Fiverr design. Um, all, like, my side hustle blueprint books were, um, I think, the designer I found through um, Odesk or Elance. And, I, you know, I loved his work, but he's no longer um, doing that anymore. Oh, so, that's the worst. Yeah, it is. So, that you know, that's how I came How I, I mean, I also um, work closely with Steve where, um, he's a massive fiction writer, and so he's teaching me to write fiction at the moment. So I'm writing a fiction book as well. So <laughs> oh, that's an, the, the next learning. challenge. The next yes, step. that's exactly right. It's really important to find someone that's a, a really good designer because it does make a difference. You know, they always say never judge a book by its cover, but forget that when you enter the Kindle store because that's exactly what happens initially. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. I noticed you've got. The um, I noticed you got the paperback version mm-hmm. of these as well. This is mm-hmm. is this done through CreateSpace? It is, yes. Okay, and pretty pretty uh, nicely priced here. I'm at sixteen ninety nine list list price for the uh, mm-hmm. for no gym needed, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I love the kind of the psychology of it. Where it's like, yeah. oh, the Kindle deal is is only three ninety nine, and so it's like, oh, and they exactly. of course do a nice job of scratching <laughs> out the price and saying you're going to save seventy seven percent by going over here. Yeah, um, I love Amazon. I love how they do that for you. <laughs> but I was curious, like, do do you sell many paperback copies? Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely nowhere near what I sell in um, in the Kindle version, but it's not bad. Like, I would average around five hundred dollars a month. In sales from paperback, that's, so, that's significant. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it. bad. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I think. I think I'll take it. It doesn't. It doesn't work. And I do. And that's no marketing at all. Like that's something I'm looking at, at in the future is specifically marketing the, the paperback versions. I mean, all the marketing and stuff that I do right now is always focused on the Kindle version. But I would love to see what would happen if I turn my attention to the paperback um, side of things as well because create space. They give you this sort of three tiers in terms of how you get paid, and you the middle tier is via Amazon. So if the book's connected to your to your Kindle version, um, that's sort of the mid tier price point. And then if you if the book is sold through um, a third party, then it drops down again. But the top one where you get paid the most is directly via your own Create Space store. But not many people promote that so i'm i'm going to do some testing in the next few months just to kind of see if that makes any difference um, oh, okay so you can make a better a better percentage yeah. if you send yeah you make a much um about oh. so if you sell it through amazon it, it it depends on um i can't think what the percentage is but it's like so my taking the 6.99 book i make about six dollars um off of that if it's sold through amazon and if i sell it direct from create space it's nine dollars so Okay. Okay. Um, it's quite a big, 
a big sort of difference. So yeah, it's just just interesting because with Create Space, you actually can um, you can apply all HTML formatting to book description and and sort of all that sort of stuff. And it is it's quite a nice um, store, and you can offer discounts and coupons which, which you can't do. Um, on Kindle, only you know, unless you're in KDP Select, and you can do the countdown deal and stuff like that. But I love the fact that you, if you wanted to, you could, you know, email your list and go, "Hey, I'm giving the book away, the paperback for like fifty percent. Here's the discount code, and away you go." Um, so something, yeah, something I want to try. It's on my list. <laughs> All right, I know we're I know we're running uh, running long on time, but you bring up you bring you brought up KDP Select, so now I've got to ask like do you yep. do you enroll your books in there or is it a mix and match kind of thing? Yeah, I kind of do a mix and match. I did a test. Uh, I wanted to test it because I was uh, initially Kindle Unlimited was pretty good, but it's definitely dropped off in terms of payment. So I was just going, yeah, is this really is it worth it to be in KDP Select? So. Right. Um, no Gym Needed is in KDP Select and Side Hustle Blueprint is out of it. So I did a comparison for, th- for the three months, so one in, one out. I mean, I know they're different niches, but they were both selling kind of similar amounts. Um, and there was only maybe $100 difference in not having it. So the Side Hustle Blueprint made $100 more than the no gym needed one being in um, KDP Select. So through through other channels, through iBooks, through Barnes and Noble, through whatever. Yeah, no. So no, I didn't. I didn't. I just did it straight on Amazon. So I didn't put them. Oh. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't actively promote them across. Um, they some of them are now, but at the time I didn't do. I just kept them on Amazon because I just really wanted to compare apples with apples. Um, and so, yeah, so there was no real significant difference. I didn't notice um, Amazon necessarily favoring um, the books in Kindle Unlimited versus not being in Kindle Unlimited. Um, but I know that that's potentially changing going forward. So I, all my OFS books are in um, Kindle Unlimited because I wanted to see if that makes a difference to them because they're in more of a niche sort of market. So, yeah, so it's I, it really you have to test it for yourself and test it. For your books, but I think if you're a new author, it's a good idea to at least try it for, for the 90 days. I mean, you don't have to stay in it; you can come out. Um, but I'm I want to diversify, so I will keep putting them in for 90 days and then taking them out and then putting them in, in other areas for another 90 days and just switching around and um, just trying different things. Well, it opens up the uh, the ability to do that free launch like you did, which, yep. um, you know, catapulted you to Kindle, <laughs> uh, you know, Kindle superstar and Kindle success. Anyways, that, that's really cool. Uh, Lise, thank you so much for, for coming to uh, coming to join uh, to join me to share all this wisdom. I learned some things. And, and so that's that's been good. Um, if people want to learn, learn more about you, learn more about your work. Of course, we'll link everything up in the show notes, but anything in, in particular they should check out. Um, so as a special gift to um, all the Side Hustle Nation listeners, I would love to give everyone a copy of the Side Hustle Blueprint. So Perfect. I've given Nick a link to sort of connect you guys up with that. So, um, yeah, just thanks so much for listening and thanks for having me. You bet. This is OutsourcedFreelancingSuccess.com slash SHN. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, OutsourcedFreelancingSuccess.com slash slash shn thanks so we'll link that up in the show notes as well and at least we'll we'll uh, wrap it up with your number one tip for side hustle nation uh for side hustle nation is to just um my 
favorite quote at the moment is done is better than perfect. I like that one too. Yeah. Filter everything through that. If you're, if you're starting anything, just remember to yourself, you do not have to make anything perfect. I just like get it done. <laughs> <laughs> and with that we are done with this show so thanks so much we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon did that conversation with Lise get you pumped up to write a book or what uh, if you're ready to dive into Kindle publishing you're going to want to check out my Udemy course on the topic at kindlelaunchcourse.com which is aimed at giving new nonfiction authors all the information and marketing ammunition you need to launch your book to the top of the charts. There's over 2,000 students in there, over 50 five-star reviews. Um, it's, it's been really well received, and I think the information in there is solid. It's what I used to uh, to launch uh, my book last summer. It did pretty well. Use the special Kindle launch course Dot com link for a special discount just for Side Hustle Show listeners. Beyond that, be sure to grab a free copy of the Side Hustle Blueprint, Lisa's book, at outsourcedfreelancingsuccess.com slash SHN. Thanks. Definitely a mouthful of a URL, so I'm going to link that up in the show notes as well at sidehustlenation.com slash 113. And while you're there, you'll be able to download a free PDF with all the notes, highlights, and tips from this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you next week in episode 114. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.